Good morning to everyone. Welcome in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's just sit and pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this glorious morning. Thank you that we can be in your house again. I pray that you will just please just come and minister to your people this morning. Please just be exalted by what we do. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Please be glorified in this morning. We love you and we praise you for who you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, church. It's a wet morning this morning, but praise God, we still have the opportunity to get in our past and come to church in, the, in this way. So, um, thank you for being here. It's wet outside. I, I know God really sees your heart when you still get into the car in the wet weather and just come to his house. So, I'm glad to see you all again and just enjoy the word with me this morning. It was so nice for me to, to prepare this message. And when I was busy, I thought to myself, there's so much we can learn from this man. So, whatever you need, take it home with you. This word is for all of us. So, the topic that I chose for this morning's message is, things must change. That's the topic, things must change. Now, today we're going to speak about change. And change is good. We all know the saying that says, change is as good as a holiday. And so, but sometimes people label you by the things you did in your past. Sometimes people will judge you by the things you did in your past life and then they speak a label to you. And then they think that it is impossible for you to change. They will say something like, you know, do, do you see that guy? He will never change in his life. And that is the thing they are so completely wrong. They are so wrong. Satan would like us to think that we can't change. He likes that. He likes us to think that we can't change. But with God, all things are possible. And we can change. The devil knows that when we change, the devil knows that when we change, it will be for the better. And that's not what he wants. So he wants us to stay the same. He always wants us to stay in our old nature. He always wants us to just stay the same old man that you are. But, so he doesn't want us to change. But because, you know why, he knows that when we change, we will grow. What can I say this morning? We will grow. When we change, we will grow. And when we grow, we will draw closer to God. And we will grow closer to God. And that's the thing. That's why the devil doesn't want us to change. You can change your outward appearance. But the thing is, the change must first start here. 
inside. It must first be an inward change before it can escalate to make an outward change. So let's go over to the word today. Our scripture for today is in Mark 5, verse 1 to 20. It's, we're going to read from the New King James Version. So it's 20 verses, so please just bear with me. We need to go through this. Uh, verse 1 says, Then they came, it was Jesus and the disciples. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, his dwelling was among the dead, and no one could find him, not even with change, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broke in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then he asked him, Jesus asked him, he said, What is your name? And he answered, saying, Le My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country, the demonic authority. Now a large herd of swine was, was feeding them near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. When the head demon lost his authority, all the demons were speaking for themselves. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about two thousand. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who, has, who had been demon-possessed and had a legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him. He said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you 
and how he has had compassion on him. And he departed and began to proclaim all that Jesus had done for him, and all marveled. This is so I never, when I, when I prepared for this message, I never read this story like this. And when I made a study of this, I saw all these things that we can learn from this. So, there's so much that we can learn from this. And I want you to take with you what you need this morning. So, we see that they came to the other side of the sea in a boat. And when Jesus got off the boat, immediately, the word says, immediately, a man with an unclean spirit met him. This is a detailed description of this demon-possessed man. We, we read in Luke 8, if you go, go back to Luke 8, verse 27, that this man had been demon-possessed for a long time. And in Luke 8, we see he was naked. He didn't even have clothes on. He lived without clothes. He lived among the dead. You must see all these negative things now. He lived among the dead. He pulled change apart because they put him in chains. The man was tormented and he was self-destructive because he wanted to hurt himself. He cried out and he cut himself with stones. He wanted to hurt himself. That's what we see in this piece. He had uncontrollable behavior. No one could even bind him or restrain him. So the people were actually terrified of this man. They were scared of him. We can be sure that this man wasn't always like this. We can, we can really know that this man wasn't born like this. He wasn't like this. At one time he lived among his friends because we can see he, did, he wasn't always like this because later Jesus said to him, go back to your, go home to your friends. So those people were his friends before. So we can see that he, he wasn't always like that. At the time he lived among his friends and his relatives in the village. But the villagers saw that he was demon possessed because of his own wild, irrational behavior. They saw this man wasn't in his right mind. And they put him in chains. They put the chains on him to keep him from hurting other people. But he broke the chains again and again. Every time they put him in chains, he broke the chains again. Finally, they drove him out of the town and they said he must live in the cemetery among the dead, in between the tombstones. When I, when I prepared this, I thought about Pam, because Pam, she will never ever, if you leave her at the cemetery, she'll run. So when I thought about this man, Pam, this man lived here in the night, and he broke between the tombstones. And, but they put him in chains, and, but he broke the chains. And he heard the only person he could, he heard himself. 
Mark 5 verse 6 says, When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. This is the most beautiful verse for me. This is amazing. When I, when I read it, I just, I wrote it here in capital letters. When he saw Jesus, he ran and he worshipped him. And I think when we, one day, when we will, saw, will see Jesus, we will run. Until then I will run and will worship him as well. These demons, listen to me, these demons inside of this man knew exactly who Jesus was. They knew exactly. Isn't that amazing? I think so. The seven says, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I, I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. You see, they knew how powerful Jesus was. They knew. And they asked, don't torment me. In verse 8, Jesus said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Jesus commanded the evil spirit to leave. We can see that this is a clear conversation between good and evil. It's between Jesus and this unclean spirit. Jesus didn't speak to the man, he spoke to the spirit. He said, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. So Jesus saw these demons and he said to the demons, Get out. Get out of this man. And then we read in verse 9. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? But you see, I we know that Jesus knew this guy's name. Because he knew. He knew, he knew the demons inside of him. And he said, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. He just he actually, this demons actually wanted to Jesus by saying, Once is by our way. We are many. But Jesus, Jesus wasn't afraid of this. So this man was filled with many demons, about 2,000. 2,000 demons in one man. Verse 25 says, Also he begged him earnestly, earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding them near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. These demons inside of this man didn't want to become inactive. Satan is so evil. Listen to me this morning. The devil is so evil that he will use animals if he can't use men. The demons couldn't even enter the pigs on their own. They didn't just leave the man and went into the pigs. These demons couldn't even enter the pigs on their own. They begged Jesus to allow them to enter the pigs. And then verse 13 and 14 says, 
and that once Jesus gave them permission, then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swans. And they went into the sea, the pigs went into the sea and they drowned, all drowned. So those, verse 14 says, so those who fed the swine fled, I would have been gone as well. Because I think if you see all that demons, 2,000 hours going out of that man, you'll run as well. They ran away. So at once Jesus gave them permission. He said, go. Jesus allowed the demons to enter the pigs. Why? Why did he allow that? Because he wanted everyone to know that the demons actually wanted to destroy this man. So the unclean spirits went out of the man and they went into the pigs. And the pigs ran violently over the edge into the sea and they drowned. That's actually what Jesus wanted to show the people. Because you see, the unclean spirits destroyed the pigs. And if they had the chance, they would, would have destroyed this man. And Jesus just showed everyone that, listen, this unclean spirit wants to destroy the man. So he gave them permission to go into the pigs. And the pigs went over the edge. Verse 15 says, Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid they saw this man with no demons anymore and they were afraid of him they were more afraid of the freed man than the man that was demon possessed they were afraid you know why? Because they didn't know now how to handle this man. How to handle it. Verse 16 and 17 says, And those who saw it told them how it happened to him, who had been demon-possessed, and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. You see, they asked Jesus to leave. They were so afraid of this man that's been freed now, that they asked Jesus to leave. Now, the, now it, it bothered them that Jesus was around. So they asked him to leave. That's exactly what Satan does. When people are more afraid of what Jesus will do in their life, what do they do? They push Jesus away. They'll rather avoid him than to make the change here. And that's what the devil wants. Then verse 18 to 20 says, because now they sent Jesus away. And what did Jesus do? He didn't say anything to them, he just he went. He got into the boat and he went. And verse 18 says, and when he got into the boat, he, he who had been given possessed begging, he begged Jesus that he might be with him. However, 
Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends. This man who has been set free by Jesus just wanted now to be with Jesus. He just wanted to be with him. The true change in this man, in his heart, was shown by his desire to be with Jesus. That's the true change. When he changed inside, he wanted to be with Jesus. But Jesus didn't allow this. Because he knew that this man had a more important ministry with his own family and with his own friends and relatives. Jesus knew that this man was a living testimony and that he had to go back and tell everyone what Jesus did for him. So Jesus said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. Go back. Go and tell them. Go and tell anybody. This was a great message to tell. And demanded and he departed and he went back and he started to proclaim all the things that Jesus did for him. So what can we learn from this story? There's actually ten points that we can still learn from this. And I try to just point it out so that you can see every point. So, we all are actually spiritual beings. We are not. We are spiritual beings because we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. That's what actually that's what we, how we are made of. We have a soul, a spirit, and a body. And the one affects the other. For example, if you worry about something, what happens? You can't sleep. If, you, if you've got a lot of worries, you can't sleep. So your mind affects your body. Because if you are worried about something, it affects how you look on the, on the outside. If you are worried, you can't sleep. And if you can't sleep, people will say, Oh, you're late in book. You look so tired. Then people can see something's wrong with you because you, can't, you didn't sleep well. So, the thing is we must get to meet the symptoms of the problem. We must get beneath the symptoms of the problem so and get to the root. Why are you worried? What's the problem? Get to the root. The problem was not with this man's body. The problem was in the inside. He first had to get rid of the stuff inside before show on the outside. The second point is, when Jesus got off the boat, he immediately met this man with the unclean spirit. The Bible says immediately. So what does this mean for us? It means that when you meet Jesus right now, no, 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 just yet. 
He'll meet you here right now. Immediately in your chair. Just now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till after the service. He'll meet you right now. All you have to do is call out his name. He'll meet you there in your chair right now. The third point is the man lived in the cemetery. He lived there. We don't go there to live there. You just go there sometimes to visit there. I don't go there anymore. Just when I do funerals, but I don't go to my mother's grave anymore because she's not there. So you go and visit there, but you don't live there. This man lived there. The people put checks on this man to actually restrain him. So you know what they did? They put checks on him in the cemetery and he wasn't even dead. They actually left him there to die. Because if you put somebody in chains, you can't eat, you can't do nothing wrong. He's gonna die. They actually left him there to die. The third point is don't live where your haters left you. These people actually hated this man, so they left him there. Don't live where your haters left you. Don't die there. Get out. Don't stay with the dead. Get out, get out, and move on. Sometimes people can put us in chains by the things that they say. Like, you are dumb, and stupid, and fat, overweight, ignorant. I just say, ah, so what? Jesus loves me, and he loves all of us. He didn't life like that. He loves me, I don't care. This keeps us chained up. Break yourself loose. Don't stay chained. Don't be chained down by, by what other people say about you. People will lock you up for their comfort. They'll put you in chains because of their own comfort. The devil tries to chain you down. He likes it when we are chained down. But break every chain in the name of Jesus. Because you know why? Christ won't chain us up. He's the master of deliverance. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter where you've been. Jesus can deliver you from the bondage of your life. And he will break the chains. Because why? Jesus is the chain breaker. We always sing that song and I played it full volume this morning before church. This man was constrained. But every time he still broke, he broke the chains. Imagine if this man accepted the chains. If he accepted this chains, he would have died. And then he couldn't run to Jesus. 
You would have just stayed there in the cemetery. Remember this. You don't just have problems. You've got something else that also starts with a P. Promise. Because God has something in store for you. Something good. You don't only have problems. You have promises found. The, the fourth point is, the word says that this man cried night and day, and he cut himself with stones. Every night he cried. The fact is, if you've got grief inside, the grief won't leave when tears don't flow. Tears are a gift from God. To clean your soul and to wash away pain. There is a cry, listen to me this morning, there is a cry that will get God's attention. God will come and rescue you when He hears your cry. Because He knows, He knows. Jesus will stand still. And when He hears you, your, you when he hears you cry, he will stand still and turn around and come and rescue you. And when I did this, I actually thought, and this is my personal opinion, I think when Jesus was in the boat, he heard this man crying in the sepulchre. And he said to him, go away. I think Jesus heard him and he got into the boat because he knew this demon-possessed man needed to be rescued. I really think that's what happened. Because you know why? Jesus will hear you when you cry. And he won't just ignore you. I think he heard this man. He went to go and rescue. Because what did he do? He, he went into the boat. He got off the boat. He rescued this man. He got in the boat and he left. He didn't wait there to do something else. So what did he do? He, he, he went there to just rescue this one man. If Jesus went to just rescue this one man, he can do it for you as well. And he can do it for me. Isn't it awesome? I think so. The Bible says Jesus wept. And we as children, we follow his example. So we can also cry. God gave us crying to keep us from having a nervous breakdown. I think so. I don't only cry when I'm sad. If I'm really cross, like Vaikwa, angry. If I'm angry, I'll just burst into tears. And then everybody around me thinks, no, oh, Shan, is it sad about something? I'm not sad, I'm cross. And I think God gave me this mechanism to rather burst into tears. Otherwise, I'll probably hurt someone. I think so. So, and then it will be chaos. So, if you see me crying, you must rather just first find out, am I sad or am I angry? Just ask us. So, so tears wash away our pain. And I think it probably stops 
jail time as well. Otherwise, we'll hurt someone. So it's better just to drift in peace and get it out. This man cried and he cut himself with stones. People cut themselves to get to have an outward pain because inside they hurt. So when you see somebody that has cut marks on their arms, don't judge them. Rather just find out why. What hurt you inside so that you will do something like this? Find the core, find the root of the problem. And when you cut yourself, stop. Just stop it. Don't destroy yourself. Don't cut yourself, don't hurt yourself. Because you know why? God loves you. And He saw what happened to you. He knows. The first point is when the man saw Jesus, he ran to him and he worshipped him. These, as, like I said, these demons knew who Jesus was. So they started talking to him. Legions, many demons were in this man, about 2,000. And still this man ran to Jesus. You know what's that lesson? Nothing can stop you from running to Jesus. Not even 2,000 demons. They couldn't stop this man from running to Jesus. Nothing, I'm telling you, nothing can stop you. Not even 2,000 demons. So we have no excuse to not run, run to Jesus with our problems. This, now, point number six is the demons wanted to negotiate with Jesus. You see, demons need a body to operate. And they said they would settle for the pigs. A pig is a real garbage machine. They'll eat anything. So they are actually classified as unclean. Jesus gave permission for these demons to went into the pigs. And you know what happened? A pig is actually an unclean animal. But not even the pigs wanted the demons inside of them. So what did they do? They committed suicide. The pigs would rather die, also die, than to live with these demons inside of them. So they committed suicide. They all drowned. What's the lesson? Put the devil out of your space. That's the lesson. Don't keep the devil here in your space. Put him outside. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and put these demons outside of your space. Don't let them in here. Don't allow sin near you. Because if you allow sin, what do you do? You allow the devil in your space. Don't allow it. Drown the devil in your place. If you Worship God and you praise Jesus, what happens? The devil drowns in that place. So praise God and let the devil drown. The man sat at the feet of Jesus, calm and in his right mind. And the lesson of that is at the feet of Jesus, you will find a calm.
calmness like no other. You will have peace of mind and you will have peace of heart and you will just be like we sang this morning in the stillness. In the stillness of who Jesus is, there we find peace. We find peace of mind, peace in our heart, there at the feet of Jesus. Point number eight is when the people saw what Jesus did, they asked him to leave. Yeah. He just did a miracle. And now they asked him to leave. The lesson is your deliverance scares people to death. If, because they think you can't change. And when you change, then they don't want to be in your presence anymore. So they'll ask you to leave. Point number nine is the man wanted to be near Jesus. He had one more fear left and he was scared that it wouldn't work when Jesus left. And he wanted to be near Jesus and he asked Jesus, come over with me. He didn't want to leave Jesus. And Jesus said to him, go. The lesson is, when you are free, you will be home at home. Jesus, Jesus actually said to him, as much as I want you to take you with me, I need you to go home. And I need you to go and tell others what God has done for you. You see, when you are at home, your peace will shine through. The devil is a liar. Don't believe him. Get your peace back. Be at home with yourself. I always say, if you don't like me, it's okay. I like me. I like me, and that's alright. If you don't like me, it's fine. I like me. You see, you must be at home with yourself. You must be at peace with yourself. The last point is, we've all seen commercials with a message of what something used to be and what something is now. There's millions of commercials like that, about spots and wrinkles, new hair color. But that's all on the outside. We always see the before and the after photos. Now look at this, this demon-possessed man would have actually made a good commercial. Because look at the, let's look at the different things. Uh, he was changed on the inside. And then we can see, then he was changed on the outside. Not the other way around like the commercials always shows us. Look at this man's before qualities. He was unclean, unsettled. Uncontrollable, unhappy, unstable, and uncurved. He was naked. And after Jesus is given back the reins of his life, what happened? He was restored, civilized, clothed, 
who lived with him and he was happy. He had a calmness of Jesus inside of him. After meeting Jesus, he was a gentleman with new one, with new meaning and with purpose. You can leave here today with the same hope, with the same meaning and with the same purpose. Leave whatever you need to at the feet of Jesus. We don't have to carry all this nonsense with us. Don't leave like you came. Don't leave like you came. Things must change. Make the change and leave here today a better, different person. Because we have, we must change. We can't stay the same. Things must change. For us to grow closer and closer to Jesus, we must change every day. We must make the change. So make the change. Amen? Uh, we're going to have communion just after I, uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll have communion after that. Let's just pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this work, Lord. Thank you that you are a God of restoration and that we can know that you fix everything inside of us. Lord, please just come and restore what is broken. You say when we are weak, you are strong. When we are sick, you will heal us. When we are sad, you will comfort us. When we are angry, you will calm us down. And Lord, we just want to say we love you so much. We love you so much that you heard our cry and you came to rescue us. We will be forever grateful. We love you, Lord. We praise you and we exalt you for the God that you are. Thank you that you bless us every day and that you just restore us. We can just call your name and you are there. Lord, we love you and I pray that you will just please bless these people and just keep them safe in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May you have a lovely Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen.